be on center court once again in the global spotlight. From hosting football's crown jewel to rolling out the red carpet for the MVPs of the NBA, it's All-Star Weekend in Indianapolis. A time to showcase Indiana arts and culture and a slam dunk for Indiana companies looking to score new business. I think we'll be the, the center of the basketball world uh, starting with the NBA All-Star Game in February. I think Indiana already is, but, uh, no, we, we have, but it's, it's the heartland in terms of basketball. Special NBA All-Star Weekend coverage on Inside Indiana Business starts now. Indiana's business news leader. This is IBJ Media's Inside Indiana Business with Gary Dick. Presented by Elevate Ventures and Indiana University. Hello and welcome to Inside Indiana Business. I'm Gary Dick coming to you this week from the epicenter of hoops, Gainbridge Fieldhouse in downtown Indianapolis, where crews are putting the finishing touches on what will be the site of the 2024 NBA All-Star Game, an event that packs a significant economic and visibility one-two punch. It is estimated that more than 120,000 vehicles will be in and around downtown Indianapolis for All-Star and related activities this week. That includes more than 50 major corporations, 1,800 credentialed media, and with it, global visibility. The 2024 NBA All-Star Game will air on TNT in the U.S. and reach fans and get this more than 200 countries and territories in more than 50 languages. Over the course of the next 30 minutes, we will give you a full court view of the potential bottom line impact and image boost for Indianapolis and Indiana. And joining me now as we tip off our special All-Star coverage is Pacers owner and alternate governor Steve Simon. Steve, thanks for taking the time on a busy week. Uh, after, what, seven years or so, it's finally here. We, right? We've been, uh, we, we've advanced plan this thing for yeah, sure. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. no, thank and you. The unique nature, you and I were speaking just a few moments ago, India's hosted so many big time uh, events, but in many ways, this is, uh, in terms of size and scale, uh, on an international uh, basis, one of the biggest. I, I mean, I think it is, like, you know, the, it's, this is a global event coming to our amazing town and area and, uh, you know, there's, there's, you know, 200 plus countries and 60 different languages, and I think 15, 1600 members of the media. A lot of them, obviously, international and global. So, we have the world's attention, and, and we're excited about it. What does it mean? Uh, I know for the city, the state, uh, the franchise means a lot to host this event. What does it mean to the Simon family uh, to host this game? I think it's. Uh, you know, we're honored. It, it's special. I know it's special for Herb and the entire family, and um, we couldn't be more excited, more proud, and, you know, um, just pleased to, to, to be a part of it. You look at the corporate presence here for NBA All-Star Weekend. It's significant. Dozens of, of very high-profile companies, site selection consultants, and others are in town. Um, as you look at what Indianapolis has to offer in the state, has to offer. What's your take on on uh, kind of the uh, kind of the sales proposition, if you will, for investing in Indiana? I think it's we have a we have a great one. You know, they've talked about the economic impact. I think it's you know there's 60 million dollars of media and and um, you know and, uh, 260 million dollars of sort of direct economic impact. 
But when people come, which we've done big events for a long time, people come and see our world-class amenities and facilities, our walkable city, all this, you know, cultural reinventation and food and and we wrap that around with our Hoosier hospitality. You know, this this $320 million impact, you really got to look at the ROI in five years because I think new partnerships, new relationships, new, you know, developments, new, you know, corporate business, new talent is going to come over time after this event to our city and state. And that's, and, you know, we're strategic in that. A lot of people, you know, really thought that, uh, you know, this would be a way to continue to build our, our equity, our vitality, our economic prospects. The intersection of, of sports with the game, of arts and culture, uh, fashion, all those things coming together here. Gang Gang is one of the organizations that's going to be very high profile this week. What does that story, as you tell that story or that story is told about Indianapolis, what's the impact of that? Well, um, you know, we're thrilled that Alan and Molly and Gang Gang are, you know, helping us and helping a lot of people in the city to really develop this, this, this cultural creative equity and, you know, so we're activating Washington Street. We have, you know, we have all kinds of stuff. We have public art, we have installations, we have, you know, we have fashion, right? The NBA is like, we have global brands, it's a global league. And so the basketball interfuses with, with fashion and art and food and culture and music. And it's just, as Alan said on your great interview, which I listened to part of this morning, like that, that is an incredible fabric of, of beauty and, and, and vitality for a, a city that, you know, we, with, with partners like Gang Gang and, and ways we can do that on our own, want to bring out, you know, and, and celebrate this diverse, you know, artistic and uh, cultural scene we have in, in Indianapolis. And that ball loose, running is Halliburton. Got it from Siakam, and he pounds it down. Before I let you go, I've got to ask you about the franchise. A lot of excitement around this uh, this Pacer team, made some moves. Your, your take on the state of the franchise right now? Wow, we're, we're very, very excited. As I look at Tyrese, like we got an incredible young team, and, you know, um, we couldn't be happier. You know, we're winning. The fans are engaged. We've got a bright future. You know, we expect to do well now and continue to do well and, and like we like we say straight face we want to compete for a championship and I think we have a incredible team with you know with Tyrese and yeah. a lot of great talent to uh, to ho hopefully raise a, a, a trophy here in Indianapolis one day a lot that, of people, that would be satisfying a lot of people looking forward to that as well Steve Simon, thank you, Gary. as always thank you very much Pleasure. big week thanks for taking the time thank you take care well here's a formidable lineup for you Reigns, Miser and Park the all-female leadership team behind the $360 million renovation here at Gainbridge Fieldhouse. Mel Raines, Lori Miser, and Melody Park. Key drivers in the three-year transformation here, turning this building into the fieldhouse of the future. It was the second largest renovation in NBA history, only behind Madison Square Garden. Reigns says part of the challenge in the makeover, balancing creating a state-of-the-art venue and keeping the building's historic fieldhouse feel. We always wanted to keep the soul of the fieldhouse, that spirit that everybody loved. I certainly lost a lot of sleep the night before we opened the doors for the first time after phase one and people walked in and I thought, I hope they like what we did because it's hard to go back now. Yeah. <laughs> We're, you know, the cake is pretty well baked and we've got to keep going.
Mel Raines, one of more than 150 guests on our Business and Beyond podcast presented by PNC. Mel will be taking over for the retiring Rick Fusen as Pacer Sports and Entertainment CEO later this year. We thought it was time since we're coming back to such a traditional market as Indianapolis is, as Indiana and all it means for basketball, that we were going to return to the classic format for our All-Star game. Coming up next, my conversation with NBA Commissioner Adam Silver on what Indianapolis brings to the table as a big event host city. At PNC Bank, we're committed to making a difference in the lives of our customers and communities by helping them move forward financially. As a Main Street Bank, we try to do right by our customers with every encounter. Our local teams offer personalized financial advice to help guide you in making the best decision. We're proud to be part of your community. PNC Bank. See how we can make a difference for you at PNC.com. Copyright 2022, the PNC Financial Services Group Bank. All rights reserved. Here's an image you just can't unsee. Larry Bird driving an Indy car through the streets of downtown Manhattan to deliver Indy's all-star bid back in 2017. Well, it is hard to believe that was seven years ago when Larry Bird maneuvered an Indy car through the streets of downtown Manhattan to deliver Indy's all-star bid to the NBA. That was for the 2021 game, but the pandemic hit, forcing Indianapolis to wait three years to roll out the red carpet and once again flex its muscle as one of the nation's premier big event cities. Well, NBA Commissioner Adam Silver uh, is clearly all in on Indianapolis as a big event host city. He was then and certainly is now. This week, I had the honor of interviewing Commissioner Silver before a sellout crowd of more than 1,000 at the Economic Club of Indiana luncheon at the Indiana Convention Center. Backstage before the event, I asked him about Indy's secret sauce as a host city. I think what makes Indianapolis so special is the way people work together here. I mean, I know you have a, you happen to have a Republican governor and Democratic mayor, but I've been working with this city for a long time, so I don't think it would have mattered what the party affiliation is. People have a sense of purpose here. I think that the city, frankly, reflects Midwest values, American values. Sports is fundamental to that, and in basketball in particular, we think of this as the heartland of the sport. So I think all those things that come together with wonderful hospitality, and when there's a big event, a big event in town, everybody chips in. Final question, and that's uh, kind of a book. And you know, it was 40 about 40 years ago that Indy hosted its first uh, NBA All-Star Game. Uh, fast forward to today, as you look at the league, what this event has become, it's uh, exponentially uh, enlarged. You know, I'll, I'll begin by what hasn't changed. Herb Simon was the owner, and Rick Fusen was overseeing All-Star. And here these guys are, essentially 40 years later, both still at their jobs, which is quite remarkable. And that says a lot about the league. In terms of the growth, though, I think while maintaining those same fundamental values, we've become increasingly global. And I think that's become our focus. David Stern had that vision. Now this all-star game, these festivities, will be distributed in 215 countries and territories, which is just remarkable. Well, another storyline and an important part of what could be a big payoff for hosting the NBA all-star game, the opportunity to sell the city and the state 
to big corporations that will have a presence here in Indianapolis this week. Companies like Google, Nike, Under Armour, Gatorade, AT&T, American Express, just some of the dozens of major corporations with a presence in Indianapolis this week. It's a fact that's not lost on the Indiana Economic Development Corporation, which is investing money to promote the state and also entertain some of these corporate VIPs. Indiana Secretary of Commerce David Rosenberg joins me now from Gainbridge Fieldhouse uh, with more. And Secretary Rosenberg, uh, this would seem to be kind of a target-rich environment, if you will, in terms of corporate site selection consultants that are here for the game. Uh, what does that mean for you, you know selling the state? The NBA All-Star Game is truly an international event, and we are selling Indiana to the world. We'll have 125,000 people uh, here in the city, but we'll also have millions upon millions watching worldwide. We continue to attract record foreign direct investment, and the All-Star Game is the perfect opportunity to show why Indiana is a global leader. Two years ago, we moved from a transactional organization to a strategic one, meaning we wanted to go get the economy we wanted, not just see who called us and said they wanted to come here. And we're worried about what's happening in 20 or 30 years for the state, not just the next two to three. So we're focused on these economies of the future, really high paying jobs that will drive our economy for decades to come. And so semiconductors, AI, EV battery, data centers, bio, bio life science, ag tech and others, those are bringing the high wage jobs, those true careers that can put more money in Hoosier pockets and create that generational change we want. Coming off a record year for economic development in the state, as you look at uh, 2024 and the pipeline, how would you uh, assess this this first quarter and also the remainder of 2024? Absolutely, 2023 was a record year: 28.7 billion in committed capex, over 50 billion in the last two years, and again, high wage jobs, over $75,000 annual average salary for the deals we invest in. But 2024 is on pace to even exceed those numbers, and we're really excited about that. Again, leaning into these economies of the future. The pipeline is at, at robust and at historic numbers. And so using these events like the All-Star Game to really lean into that and sell the state on an international stage to get those um, companies to come here. David Rosenberg, Indiana Secretary of Commerce, thanks for joining us. Great to see you, Gary. All Thank right. you. Well, coming up next, nothing says welcome to the cradle of basketball more than a full court in the middle of a busy airport. How Indianapolis International is turning visitors' heads during All-Star Weekend while continuing to rack up big passenger numbers, that's when we return. Welcome back to Gainbridge Fieldhouse in downtown Indianapolis for our special coverage of the NBA All-Star Weekend. Well, imagine arriving to hop on a flight uh, or just getting off one and rolling straight on to a basketball court. Well, if you're traveling through Indianapolis International Airport, that's exactly what you're going to experience. A full-size basketball court featuring two hoops and the NBA All-Star logo. Only in Indiana, right? Well, as always, Indianapolis International serves as the front door for our city and state. And as visitors from all over the globe arrive for All-Star Weekend, the airport and local organizers are pulling out all of the stops with an actual basketball floor and NBA All-Star signage and branding throughout the airport. Airport Authority Executive Director Mario Rodriguez tells me the investment and the effort are important. People are here taking selfies. They're standing in the court. Some of them are complaining because they can't actually play. We want to make sure that while people are eating, they don't get hit with a basketball. What we didn't know, which is an incredible byproduct of the whole thing, is that the earned media for this 
nationwide and actually worldwide is within millions. So it's millions of dollars of earned media that constantly say Indiana, Indianapolis, and for a state that's competing in business in the, for the Midwest and basically competing for business nowadays to me means competing for talent, this gives it the additional help that it needs and the additional push that it needs to attract talent. Because every time you say Indianapolis and Indiana, it's good. As for the airport as a generator of economic impact, it continues. New numbers show 2023 was a record year with 9.7 million passengers passing through the terminal, which surpasses pre-pandemic numbers. In addition to overall record numbers, the airport saw nine of its 10 busiest days on record in 2023. The exception, February 6, 2012, the day after Indianapolis hosted the Super Bowl. It is time now to get caught up with what's making uh, business news headlines around the state of Indiana with Mary Rachel Redmond, who's standing by at our new home, the Fox CBS studios on the northwest side of the city. Mary Rachel. Here's what's making news around Indiana, brought to you by the Indiana Association of Realtors, Indiana's 21,000 Realtors, the neighbors you know, the experts you can count on. Thanks, Gary. Well, we begin with big travel news for two other Indiana airports. Allegiant Airlines adding nonstop service for travelers in southwest and northern Indiana. Starting in June, St. Pete Clearwater-bound passengers will be able to get there nonstop on Allegiant. The airline's new service in South Bend now offering nonstop service to Knoxville. Amazon setting up shop in Vigo County, the company planning to invest more than $10 million to build a delivery center in Terre Haute. The deal will create up to 100 new jobs and should be up and running within the next three years. In northeast Indiana, Allen County leaders setting out ways to capitalize on an already robust tourism industry. Visit Fort Wayne releasing its 10-year tourism master plan this week. Last year, nearly 9 million people visited Fort Wayne and spent nearly a billion dollars. Time now for our Eye on Education, brought to you by PNC Bank. And education and national security, the themes of this week's Business and Beyond podcast. A key player in shaping the U.S. economy over the past decade and a half is now in charge of Purdue University's business school. Jim Bullard served as CEO of the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis for 15 years before taking over as dean of the new Mitchell E. Daniels School of Business last August. Bullard says students need to understand why business and technology go hand in hand. It's not enough just to know the technology. You have to know the technology these days and have business acumen. You can't just have one. You might, if you just have the know the technology, you don't have the business acumen, you're going to get beat up in the business world. Much more with Jim Bullard on the next Business and Beyond podcast presented by PNC. Well, next, more all-star coverage. Why this weekend goes beyond basketball. How arts and culture are a big part of the game plan. The 35th annual NBA All-Star Game. It's been nearly 40 years since the NBA's cream of the crop played an All-Star Game in Indianapolis. The 6'6 rookie from the Chicago Bulls, number 23. It was Jordan's first, one of the last for Kareem, and a homecoming for Larry Bird. 
1985 game played in front of more than 43,000 fans at what was then the Hoosier Dome. Hosting NBA All-Star Weekend, another feather in the cap for Indianapolis and a chance for the city to showcase its robust arts and culture scene. Downtown Indy celebrating the NBA by transforming into a mecca of creativity. From music to food to fashion to arts and entertainment, it's a first for an NBA All-Star host city. How can we increase beauty, equity, and culture in the most cool ways as we are going to invite over 100,000 uh, you know, guests into our city and we want to show them the best in Indianapolis. And it's also uh, an opportunity for Indianapolis to understand and, and remind itself how cool we are. You can hear more of Gary's interview with Alan Bacon on the Business and Beyond podcast on InsideIndianaBusiness.com. Well, let's send it back to Gary at Gamebridge Fieldhouse to wrap things up for our NBA All-Star Weekend coverage. Gary? Well, that's all the time we have for this week's show from Gamebridge Fieldhouse in downtown Indianapolis as Indy and the state of Indiana get set to host yet another big-time event, the 2024 NBA All-Star Weekend. And as we leave you this week, we will uh, show you some images, some sights and sounds from a few of the very cool offerings uh, popping up all over downtown Indy for All-Star Weekend. I'm Gary Dick. Thanks for joining us. Go out and make it a successful week. Thank you for listening to the Inside Indiana Business Television podcast. Remember, you can get the latest business news from every corner of the state at InsideIndianaBusiness.com. I'm Gary Dick. Go out and make it a successful week.